Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 325, covering the Andorian Incident and Breaking the Ice with Kevin Lynch. Hi, friends. Well, Flonk is here. Flonk loves Enterprise, and he has a lot to answer for. Yep. Hey, guys, what a long, strange trip it's been. It's been something. It's been a long road. <laughs> it's been long. I think we can all agree on the fact that it's been long. Long. Very long. So I j- just like putting aside my my ball busting for just a minute, and then and then immediately pulling the ball busting hammer right back out. And I'm sure, sure. Hammer, Hold on, let me get my cup out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, cup. <laughs> uh, so you you did genuinely like these two episodes that we're about to discuss. I right? did. I would put them in like you know okay. B minus, like not like the best Star Trek ever, but I enjoyed myself watching them. B minus, really? Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. Well, we we disagree, but like in the in the interest of having an actual discussion show and not just a show where we beat you up, like we'll uh, we'll hear what you got to say. But uh, I I don't think I I think wow B minus. All right. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I just okay. I keep thinking back on all the things I agree with you about. <laughs> I know there's, there's so, so many. many of those things. Yeah. And and often when I disagree with you, I, I do it respectfully. And okay, I can see that, but I don't I don't think I can see this. I think I think you might be wrong, Spacers like objectively wrong. Spaceships, warp drive, and stuff. Okay. Well, let's let's get into it. Let's let's talk about the first uh, the first chronological appearance of the of those blue dudes, mm-hmm. the Andorians. Uh, tell us uh, tell us about the Andorian incident, if you would. Alright, so Archer discovers that there is an ancient Vulcan temple on some planet nearby, which makes me wonder how fucking long the Vulcans have been in space. So Paul tried to dissuade him, but of course that just makes Archer want to go even more. They get to the temple, and the door is busted in, and the one dude there is acting all suspicious-like. Paul insists this is all normal. Uh, This sure would be a mystery if the episode hadn't started with the Andorians coming in and wrecking up the place. Anyways, Archer sees an Andorian hiding and starts wrecking up the place. The Andorians take everyone hostage. Uh, they insist there's a secret spy station here, and the notoriously private Vulcans insist that there is no technology at, uh, no technology here at all. Now please touch this rock and go away, thank you. Archer, Archer gets his phone taken away from him like he's in middle school, and then he gets beaten up a lot like he's in middle school recess. <laughs> Luckily, the hostage room is up against some good old-fashioned pap- papier-mâché caves, where the Vulcans are hiding an old radio. And also a mysterious stairway that the Vulcans insist doesn't go anywhere and there's no reason to go down at all. And look over there! Trip is able to fix the radio and sends a secret coded message up to Enterprise. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Malcolm decides that means it's time to open up some new toys. Uh, he beams down to the temple and starts wrecking up the place. Andorians escape down the mystery stairs. Archer gives chase while smashing every pot he sees like so much Link. <laughs> there they find, there they find, to no one's surprise, the secret Vulcan spy center. Archer gives the Andorians the proof they need and lets them head home. I'm sure this unnamed Andorian, played by a reliable guest star, won't cause any more trouble. I, I love uh, during the entire giant fucking laser gun fight in this room that is literally packed full of 
incredibly it's, it's ancient. The, the end of uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like it's just yeah, nonstop yeah. cultural uh, artifacts. It's, it's the it's the Vulcan equivalent of priceless Ming vases. Yes, and they're, they're they're just they're literally just throwing them at each other. Yeah, on purpose. Here, hide behind this ten thousand year old Vulcan Vulcan fertility statue. Yep, the head just sure popped off. They called I'm, I'm pretty sure even after they called truce, one of them was just throwing them on the ground still. <laughs> so, uh, what do we, so uh, what do we owe you for all this stuff? Those artifacts are, inc- are, are practically priceless, so nothing then. Yeah, priceless means worthless, yeah. right? Same thing? Yeah. Flunk, as far as uh, how long Vulcans. Vulcans have been in space, the thing is, if they're related to Romulans to the point where they're now genetically different... I've oh, yeah, yeah, that's before, a good point. I didn't it think must that, be actually. a really long time. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So it must be like hundreds of years, <coughs> at least, if not maybe like a thousand or something. Mm, well, if I was that old, I'd yeah, a thousand at a minimum, yeah, yeah. But you know, I okay. For, so the episode starts out well after the, uh, like you say, uh, revealing what the mystery is before it even starts. Yep. Yeah, out. before the credits even happen. Yeah, like the teaser is the Andorians, so we already know they're there, which mm. is pointless. But um, and then a title, yeah. and then a title describing who was going to show up. If you missed who showed up earlier, <laughs> right. But I, I, my, my point is, um, Archer. So they're 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 getting near a, uh, you know, this secluded uh, temple, and uh, he's like, "Oh, a temple? Huh? We should go visit." And Paul's like, "Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. It's it's all about seclusion. It's all about you know, like being quiet and being alone." Great. So we'll just bring a bunch of guys down. No, don't do that. Yep, I'm gonna do it. Like that's that's the thing. Yeah, who's our, who's our loudest, most annoying crew member? Trip, get over here. <laughs> yeah, Florida man, let's go. <laughs> And be sure to tell them all how everything is not the way you expected it because it's not like Earth. Flor- Just keep saying that over and over and over again. Florida man parks go kart in church. <laughs> it just like I'm serious. Am I am I really supposed to sympathize with these characters who go out of their way to piss these guys off every week? Yeah. Well, but you can go to like a Tibetan temple or something and as a tourist and as long as you're just quiet and respectful and don't smash that, their pots like you're no you're... no that that's perfectly fine what bugs me about this thing is that like DePaul is very clear on like okay this is an ancient holy place they're not going to be looking to see you just like yeah you know, they, they're they... I pr- I assume there are some Tibetan temples open to the public like here mm. uh, ter- uh, <laughs> terrorists yes tourists <laughs> are allowed here and uh, here, th- these guys just show up unannounced. Mm-hmm. Nobody even knows humans are out in space this far yet, well, so they, they definitely they don't have any radios. Yeah. Uh, they can't they had to borrow this one from the Vulcans. Now it's right. just that, like, as soon as T'Pol says, "Like, don't do this," they're like, "Okay, so we're all doing this, right?" Like, yeah. you know, T'Pol said not to do something, so clearly, like, why are we even de- why are we even debating this still? Yeah. Everything we do has got to be the exact opposite of what this woman says. That's uh, the entire reason she's here. Malcolm, if you could just uh, hit T'Pol in the back of the head as you walk past her, by the way, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. No, I think you mean Trip. Whatever. <laughs> that was Travis. Trip, Travis. Damn it. Trip, trapping. Bah. Sento, <laughs> Flavo. Bah. <laughs> it was Trip, Malcolm, Weather. Damn it. Well, it's, it's like I mentioned before, there is a character on another show, uh, uh, The Thick of It, named Malcolm Tucker, mm-hmm. which really does not help me at all. No, no, I wouldn't think. That's the character Peter Capaldi plays, the the, the Scots guy who swears a lot. Uh, you know, most people just refer to him as Dr. Who. 
No, no, no. The one who swears a lot. The doctor doesn't get to swear that much. He swears. Does he? I don't know. I don't watch Doctor Who. I don't like that show. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know. Where do, where do, where do we start? I don't know uh, where to Flunk, start or where to begin. What do you got for a good thing, Flunk? Yeah, I'll just get that out of the way now before I get yelled at. Also, I'm not very <laughs> proud of this good thing either, so <laughs> there's that too. Uh, so we see this in both episodes and in the better parts of the episode so far. Uh, the humans are in way over their heads, and they're just trying to keep up. Uh, in this episode in particular, Malcolm is really mad that they didn't do any, in retrospect, really common sense things to make sure that the three highest ranking officers on the ship don't get killed. I actually like that a lot. When Yeah, me too. They're just like, well, we did, I mean, how are we supposed to know there was a ship there? We didn't scan for ships. We just landed. And There's just, just like, a well, ship right in the parking space next to them. Well, maybe we should have scanned. Let's let's remember that for next time. No, we've we've seen a little of this already, and I do like them sort of piecing together what the standard operating procedure is going to be going forward. And mm. it's like, okay, so from now on, we always scan first, and then uh, we try to contact them if we find anybody. Yeah. Okay, that's definitely okay. a start. Okay, so, number one, scan to make sure there's no paranoid, crazy stuff in the atmosphere. Did we do that? Yeah. Okay. Good. Number okay. two. Are there any ships we're not expecting to be there? Yeah, there's a couple. All right. So So if if there are, then call them and see what's up. Hello. That should be number three. Hello, ships? Are you assholes? Yeah, they're yelling at oh. me. Okay, number okay. four. Well, then- translator. Hoshi, get over here. Yeah. Number five, have have the guy uh, like manning the shield button ready to push that button, because they could be jerks. Meanwhile, yeah, Tucker's just you. like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to a planet now. I want to punch something. Yeah. I didn't sign up and, uh, to go out to outer space so I can sit here and scan Nebula. Well, that's the entire <laughs> job of Starfleet in the future, so... <laughs> yes! That's that's what astronauts do now. You'd just be doing it, you know, further away. Yep. Oh, look, something we haven't seen. Let's look at it and study it. Mm-hmm. That, that's just how it goes. Or we can um, break some more pots. That sounds good, too. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've liked that so far, and we don't have really any idea of Malcolm's character yet, and, you know, it's eight episodes in. We'll get there, probably. My but, uh, um, my grasp... Oh, no, Malcolm. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Tucker, sh- shockingly. Yeah, different guy. My read on him, uh, him is affable idiot. I, we don't really know much about him or about Travis yet. Like, they get a cute moment in the next episode, but we don't really know mm-hmm. what their deal is yet. Which is, again, fine. We're super early in the in the series. We're, we're going to get there. But one of the things I do like is he's got a whole bunch of toys. You mentioned this, Flunk. He's got a whole bunch of, like, like I imagine they left Space Dock or wherever with just a bunch of stuff that's never been tested yeah, before. I, and he seems kind of excited whenever something yeah. new, he gets to break out something new. And I like that. I imagine him too, like in like the armory, just kind of like tinkering around like, Ooh, this will blow up real good. Let me put this and this together. Is, But also there's a bunch of stuff still in the packaging and they're, they've been out there for like six weeks and he's like, Oh man, when are we going to get to use this? thing? <laughs> and I, I get, I get a little of that enthusiasm from him and I do like that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what do you got for a good thing? Uh, yeah, uh, Archer and, uh, Trip get beat up a whole lot in this episode, so <laughs> I guess they got that letter I sent to the past. Yeah, they did have that coming, mm-hmm. I think. It was real, also, it was real fucking satisfying. Also, you wrote down Archie. Have you already abandoned that one? No, I think I'm still working on Archie. I like that one. I, I don't, I just don't think that's gonna stick. Mm. We'll see. It, it just... It doesn't have the 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 flair of a Bever or a Chuck. Oh, well, like look, nothing has the flair of either of those. Those were great nicknames. Yeah, 
I think I think this one's a little forced is all. I'm yeah. Saying. Well, look, when in se- when season three rolls around and Archie or uh, Archer gets that little crosshatch on the side of his head, you'll thank me. <laughs> OK. We'll see. I, the thing is, there aren't enough women for there to be a love triangle. Mm, that's true. So that's that's a problem. And then uh, Trip gets his crown and the S on his uniform. I think we talked about this last time, mm-hmm. like who, which guy would be who. So I don't remember where we landed on that. Florida man yeah. eats literally a thousand hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> my my good thing, we've barely talked about these guys yet, but I'm sure we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see the Andorians for the first time since the original series. I, I, yep. Do you guys remember any time that they've popped? Like, I don't think they popped up in Next Gen or haven't shown up. Since, they've been they were, they haven't shown up since the original series. And there was that one like holodeck uh, Andorian in Next Generation that oh, there was, was yeah. really off model. When Lol was uh, trying to pick a, uh, pick oh, a body. Oh, fuck, yeah. that's right, yeah. But I'm trying to think if there's if there were any, like, in, in the movies, maybe. Like, in some of the bigger budget movies, you'd somehow, like, something. No, they like to put uh, bullions in the background for their blue guys. This was actually, this is one of the things back when Enterprise was coming out and I was reading about it and stuff. And it's like, yeah, we're going to bring back the Andorians in a big way, which I thought was real cool. Yeah, no, the Andorians and the Tellarites, which I know we'll, we'll see again later, which is cool, because... Those guys and and Earth and Vulcan are supposed to be the founders of the Federation. Yeah, so kind of important. Hardly know about these other two guys, so I hope we get to learn more. Mm. And we we haven't much yet, and we'll hit on that in a sec when we get to Matt's uh, bad thing. But I, the look of them, like oh, I yeah. like, I like that they didn't like. I never minded the jump from old Klingons to newer Klingons. Mm-hmm. Like that never bothered me. But. I do like that these they didn't go crazy and completely change them here. Well, the, the, what they, they stayed faithful to the original designs, but they made them a little nicer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just they took what was there and just sort of made it look be- made it look better, made it look more like you know it should look. I, yeah, but again, the the Klingons like they went nuts with, and again, I like that. That's oh, yeah. fine. But they could have. There's already precedent for saying, okay, well, this is mm-hmm. kind of crappy in the original series. Let's completely change it. Yeah, and they didn't do that. And I'm glad, like the their antenna move. Yeah, yeah, like, I was about to say, that's oh, and they look, my they, favorite they, part. That looks real good too. Yeah, and they cast a lot of people who looked like had sort of weird, like you know, like not quite your uh, Clint Howard types, but close. Like they just had kind of strangely shaped heads, which I thought lent lent yeah. it lent itself to that. Yeah, I noticed that too. And you know, weird, I thought that was good. Weird bulky heads. They yeah, pushed the wigs back a little bit too to uh, mm-hmm. to give you a little better look at the antenna. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like want to look at it. I like when you can take kind of a goofy thing that originated in the '60s and make it, you know, modern and cool. That's oh, that's and really their, their the forehead whole, bumps made sense too because they like went up into the antenna, so like you could see that mm-hmm. there'd be like a muscle there and not just well, this guy's an alien, so he has yeah. to have a bulky forehead. Those those right. bulky foreheads probably actually were like had antenna electronics in them. Yeah, probably. In which case, they yeah. you know it's covered real well. Like it doesn't look like there's stuff shoved in there. It could be, or they could have done it CG, where we are entering the era now where that's that's a... Oh, no, this was like a year or two after the take, I think, so antenna technology already existed. Mm. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, th- shout out to Barry Sonnenfeld for uh, laying, the, uh, <laughs> laying the groundwork for that. I, don't we give Barry Sonnenfeld enough shout outs on this show, Al? Jesus. I, no, because I, I'm not even sure I'm saying his name right, so I don't <laughs> think so. Seinfeld? Damn it, I'm not even sure. But on on the other hand, with the Andorians, and I do I do agree with your point here, Matt. This was your bad thing. Uh-huh. I 
love the Andorians. Like, I don't know much about them, but I love that design. That's super, it's super, super 60s, and I was so excited for them to update the look, bring these guys into the show. So the thing, so this thing disappointed the fuck out of me. These Andorians are basically Klingons. They're loud, racist, violent, and they wave guns around. The only thing they've got going for them is Jeffrey Coombs, who is shockingly underused in this episode. Like, there's nothing special or unique about them. They could have had something, like, had something to do with their antennas, have them be able to detect stuff with the naked eye that we can't see with the naked eye. Like, there's a moment where they're hiding something from them, and this Andorian busts in and is, like, looking around, and it's supposed to be all tense, and his antenna are all wiggly and shit, and I'm like, oh, he must have detected that thing they're trying to hide with his special antenna. Nope. Just yeah, yelling. Maybe that can see infrared or yeah. hear beyond human hearing or something. Nope, yeah. just yelling and guns. Taste electronics. It's yeah. Just clay, it's just more Klingons or Ferengi or Romulans or whatever. Just a bunch of pissed off guys taking hostages. Seen it a million well, times. Yeah, I, the way you describe them, loud, racist, violent, and waving guns around, mm-hmm. that's basically the humans in Enterprise. I mean, you got me there. So, And also, uh, I mean, they are the bad guys in this episode uh-huh. like they're except they're not except then they're not yeah well but they're they're the antagonist though. um right. and they don't like the re- they're mad at the vulcans and we're friends with the vulcans so they're going to be mad at us like yeah. like no. it's they they come back like we continue following the andorian vulcan conflict and so mm-hmm. like they they keep on being aggressive uh but but they, they build on this and make them more nuanced yeah. than just angry guys with guns. That's all I'm asking That's, for. Like, there's yeah, plenty of angry guys with guns who are different than each other, you know? Yeah. I just, everyone in this is so video game henchman-y, you know? Yeah. Or like thing, TV, like one episode of a TV show, Terrorists. Also, they, the, uh, they're, they're really bad strategists. Like, there's like five of them, mm-hmm. and they leave all their hostages in a room to, to you know, like, <laughs> with plot no one them. guarding them. Yeah, exactly. Like, they are, they're all searching the rest of the church. Leave a guy in there to watch them, stupids. Hey, Rick, stay here and uh, keep an eye on the hostages. No, I want to break Vulcan pots with the rest of you guys. Yeah, but if the humans <laughs> Was Rick are breaking the them for us, we Dorian? know. Because Rick Burns. Yes. <laughs> No, and one of them I think was named Kevin. <laughs> I, he pref- he prefers Flunk. Well, right, of course. Thought he was the doctor. Could be. Not sure. That was no, flawed. wait, that's Doctor Flunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah Are different, all the characters in this show named after you? Is that why you like it so much? I mean, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, his his full name is Kevin Trip Travis Flunk. Trip Tripperson Mary Wem Bolton. <laughs> Mary Wem Bolton. <laughs> Nailed it. Now, what what I really didn't like was these super aggressive terrorist types being right. Like, mm-hmm. that could have been... I, I, Flunk, I think you pointed this out before we started. That could have been an interesting development if we'd come to trust this yeah. version of the Vulcans yeah, if, for if, a while. If the Vulcans were our friends and, like, we just ended up being friends with guys that we probably shouldn't be, then mm-hmm. that would be interesting. But instead, it's just the Vulcans have been assholes for the last seven episodes and... You know, yeah. yeah, and presumably for the hundred years prior to this, that since Zephyrin Cochran, which yeah. kind of sucks, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I don't love that about the the show as a whole, but specifically this, like, yeah, it could have been a really cool like DS Nine type twist, where it's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, are we on the are this we on the wrong side of history right now? Like as we thought, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 
But I mean, like, Instead, I think we both had the note where it's just like, these guys are going to have the fucking thing, aren't they? Because they're yeah, asshole Vulcans. I, I don't want to say it was definitely predictable for me because I know I've seen this episode before. It was 15 years ago and maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Mm. But I, I didn't see it coming the first time. So. I, saw it. Mm. I haven't. I hadn't I, seen it. I'm also really so. bad about seeing like that, stuff like that coming. So. <laughs> I, Fair enough. I will say the um, the actual lab that they're, the Vulcans are working in is very cool. Yeah, it was a neat looking like facility. That Although you've got like five yeah. guys all holding guns standing in the doorway and none of the guys working in the lab even seems to notice them. Yeah. Uh, my, my bad thing is basically what I just said, though. The entire episode takes the position that Archer's arrogant bullshit is right. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being right. Not only is the dude completely insufferable, he learns zero lessons and is completely justified in his insufferable racist bullshit. Yep. Like, Vulcans are jerks. Vulcans are jerks. Oh, look, Vulcans are jerks. See, like, look at all the, the jerk Vulcans. Jerking the Star Trek move is to have someone say that stuff and then have to eat his words. And mm. instead, he just keeps being right. Oh, and that's so <laughs> not Star Trek to me. Oh, my words are delicious. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Now, Flunk, Yo. does he get better? Um, no. Archer, <laughs> seriously? He's just a, he's just oh, a dick fuck. about this stuff the whole time? Yeah, like I, it's it's been a couple years, and um, I don't remember specifically, but well, I know that especially of later in episodes. season three, uh, it's it's the Ahab season. So, oh um, no, are you t- are you I mean, saying all Star Trek does Moby Dick again? Well, they sure do. Oh. It's Moby Dick mixed with nine eleven. It's great. Oh boy. Well, I mean, every every captain gets that. We can't fault them too much for that. But if the whale is the Vulcans, then that does. No, 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 that's not. No, the whale okay. is an actual whale. Yeah, that's fine. It's <laughs> it the, it's bites the off Archer's origin. leg. Yes. It's the secret origin you never needed for the Star Trek Four Pro. Exactly. Actually, it might which be. Which is how this show rolls. Ugh. Yeah. Now, I, I just, I don't sympathize with him. I don't think he's good at anything. I just, like... I and this isn't. I like, like I'm, him. Was it? I'm trying to be open minded. Uh, oh, the the bit in the next episode uh, is what he's good at. Um, so we'll get to that later. But um, mm, yeah, like yeah. this stuff, this like aggressive, like where they try to portray him as like a man stuff. of action, and he just comes off as like yeah. a prick. We've talked well, about this before. He's the worst part to Kirk without any of the fun, like any of the cool stuff to balance it out. Yeah, Kirk was super, you know, pushy and, and, you know, broke the rules all the time, but he was charming and he was right. This is like, and it's like a, it's like a shitty fan fiction writer's version of Kirk. Yeah, you don't get that the reason he risks all this stuff is because he's, his heart is in the right place. This mm-hmm. guy's just kind of a racist. Yeah, I also give him a little bit of leeway because um, I actually do think that Bacula does have like a weird charm about him. And then also, no, the like, thing is, I, all the behind-the-scenes... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a reason he's gotten, like, eight TV series. All the, uh, there's a reason he, he he was very successful in a show where he played a different character every week. Like, I, yeah, yeah. so far my problem isn't with Bakula, it's with the way Archer is written. And also yeah. with all the, the behind-the-scenes stuff, he just comes across as, like, the nicest man in the world. And, you know, so you give right. him a little bit of, uh, a little bit of credit no, for I, that. I, as opposed I, to, you I, know, I other to... cast members who... Maybe are great and to Paul is a character that on paper I like and just doesn't come across in the. Uh, no, I remember in the acting. disliking her because I remembered a lot of her comments about fans mm. and about uh, Star Trek is stupid and I don't want to go to those conventions those nerds blah blah blah. But the character so far I like her just. Fine. I, I like the character, but she's not great at acting the character out either. I the thi- the thing is I like I. I get mad on her behalf for the way she's treated, but I still don't like her that much. 
She's the only sympathetic character for me right now. Yeah, but she's, she's still kind of a one. jerk too, so Yeah, I don't think she's that much of a jerk. I see her being more I, diplomatic than I mean, a the, lot of Vulcan characters. This is uh, again something that we'll get into a little more in the next episode, but I do like um especially when you contrast her with Fox of just like someone who doesn't want to be there at all and is just like trying to serve out their mission. And then mm. someone else who's just like, well, this is great. I love being on this human strip, uh, ship. I'm going to try these celery sticks and I'm just going to throw <laughs> myself into it. Yeah, I love I love when they put those two together because they're the only two non-humans on the ship and they are completely opposite. One of them really wants to be there. The other one doesn't, like you said. And, yeah. and I enjoy that. But I also, every time she is given an order, she doesn't countermand it. She doesn't, like, she's not snotty about it. She does her job and she always presents the options and then backs off mm-hmm. and like and then they start yelling at her like she's a traitor and giving all their stuff in yeah. to the yeah. Vulcans and, uh, yeah. okay. and reading her we mail. We get it. We get it. Or talking about how they stink, which was uh, your bad thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just leaning hard into this whole human smell bad thing, aren't we? Oh, it's so fucking funny. Comes up like three times, I think, in this one. Four times. When we find well, out point. that T'Pol actually has smell inhibitors so that she can, is not overwhelmed by human stink. God, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Archer never gets old. to share a blanket with her. And uh, she's like, oh, I would rather just not sleep than have to smell you. Rather die of hypothermia than get your stank on me. Yeah. I just I had yeah. to go to the hospital because of my side splitting. Just From the hilarity. And the thing is, they do the same thing when humans see Klingons, and I think mm. that's stupid, too. Yeah, it is. It's not funny. <sighs> and they do it a lot, so... Oh, they love it. Yeah. Uh, Flunk, so you've, uh, you've, you've decided to introduce a new, a new segment for your, uh, oh, for your appearance. Oh, yes, that's right. Track. I did, didn't I? Um, uh-huh. Oh, do I want to finish up with this episode, and then that'll be the, the intermission? Uh, yeah, okay, we could do that. Uh, do you guys have anything else to, to cover? Uh, I just uh, I want to briefly touch on the horribleness of the rapey Andorian. Oh, boy. Yeah. And how fucking gross and out of nowhere and... Yeah, one of the hench Andorians just keeps skeeving on uh, uh, the whole time. It's fucking knock it off, Star Trek. You think you're being so grown up and dark and gritty and you just look like a fucking five-year-old who thinks he's being an adult. It's embarrassing and it's gross. Knock it off. Yeah, he looks at her and he says, I'm looking forward to ha- having you as a prisoner. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just, that's what the antenna do they just they can see under clothes and it's I don't know, never mind Ugh, I grossed myself out yeah it's just <laughs> gross it's fucking gross it absolutely is and you were very correct to call that out mm-hmm. uh, anything else uh, um, they do beam down into the the secret caves and this is again going back going back to uh, the same thing with the Vulcans like that would have been a cool moment like the one security guy like is really nervous about getting on there and it would yeah. be really interesting if it wasn't the third time in six episodes that they've used the transporter. Yep. Yep. And the thing is, I, this is one of, like, I don't love the idea of a prequel, but we're here we are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay, let's, <laughs> so let's, let's take the let's, transporter off the table and let's leave it in the box and stop, like, taking out and peeking at it every yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's part of your premise is you don't have all and those. They could have also had. beamed all the, the phasers and everything down and mm-hmm. it would have they yeah. wouldn't have changed the episode at all. I was no. I, I pulled this up on uh, on uh, Netflix. You know what the uh, the what the description for Enterprise is on Netflix? 
What's no that? transporters, no phasers. How are they going to get out of this one or whatever? I'm like, those things both show up in the first fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. And we've, we've talked about this a bit already. We'd love to see them invent this stuff and improve this mm-hmm. stuff to the point where they do get to use them as the show goes on. But yeah, but in the meantime, the we got half of the first season. Yeah, we've got transporters and holodecks in the first like five episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, super irritating. All right. Uh, let's do alternate then, titles. Flunk, what do you got? Uh, I have the incident because this isn't Star Trek. They have to earn the name Andorian. Oh, yeah. It's just Enterprise, not mm-hmm. Star Trek Enterprise. I still think we shouldn't be even reviewing this show, honestly. But <laughs> Halfway through season three, you can start. Yep, exactly. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Vulcan Spiracy. All right. Going with the classic uh, Matt Robotham portmanteau. That's correct. I went with knocking shit over with our penises, the story of Earth. Yep. Because that's pretty much all they do. All right. So as, as I mentioned. About oh, and, and uh, uh, my quote real oh, quick sorry. is. Oh, yeah, um, you got a quote. Right. Is me to Al when he bugs me for a quote. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't get your antennas in a twist. <laughs> I, I don't have antennas, Flunk. All right. You've met me. You've met me and met me and met me. You know this. <laughs> You've worn a hat every single time. I guess that's true. I have never That's, seen you without a hat. Yeah, I'm constantly wearing hats. I'm, just, I'm never not wearing hats. <laughs> and then two little hats that float slightly yeah. above your other hat. Yeah. I know, it's weird. It's um, it, I mean, I would prefer you not call me hat guy, but if you must, <laughs> then uh, I, I can't stop you. <laughs> yeah, okay, ghost. so now are we ready? I don't want to... Yes. I don't wanna, you know. Okay, so Flunk has a, has a new bit that he wants to do for his four appearances for Enterprise. He's, mm-hmm. got, a, he's got a special treat for you. Extra yes. content that, that we're not providing, that only he's providing, so take it away. They're my Enterprise All-Stars. Uh, you know, the people that um, stand up above the rest of the crowd, and um, I definitely have four of these. Okay. Uh, so my first one is um, the guy who sings the theme song. Look, you know it's a bad song, I know it's a bad song, but he doesn't. You can tell he's just pouring his heart and soul into this turd, and there's just something beautiful about that. I can imagine him in the recording studio doing that thing where, like, you only have one headphone on, you're holding up to your ear, and he's just grooving to this garbage. So, congratulations, Russell Watson. You are the first Enterprise All-Star. You're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. <laughs> did Did you just want to quote uh, Smash Mouth? Not just. Not really what this was about. <laughs> okay. Because I mean, really, we'll just let you do that. You don't have to. You don't have to create a whole new bit just for that. Uh, especially in the, I think it's season two, episode four, when they're walking on the sun. Oh, might, might as, as well. well. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll be here for the Ferengi episode when all the glitters is gold. <laughs> it's gold pressed out. Come on. Oh, of course. All right, pushing on to the uh, the other one. The other episode that Flunk loves like like a woman. Uh, breaking the ice. Matt, take it away. All right, so the Enterprise puts its exciting adventures on hold to look at a comet, because the most exciting thing they can think to do this week is something Principal Skinner views as a punishment. <laughs> so initial scans, I guess we do those now after everyone on the ship caught all those fucking diseases last week, reveals that the comet is full of unobtainium. Archie decides to send some guys down there to dig it up. And then a Vulcan ship shows up to be condescending and shitty to everyone. Archer waves the wilted olive branch of Sword of Peace, resulting in the most awkward dinner since Star Trek VI, or possibly until Star Trek VI. The timeline is, in, is unclear. Meanwhile, Trip unearths a letter to T'Pol that's been encrypted, so he decodes it and discovers that it's a traditional Vulcan erotic yell from home. 
Apparently, T'Pol's missing out on her own wedding so she can be routinely insulted. Feeling bad, Trip apologizes, and later T'Pol goes to him for advice on whether to head back to Vulcan. He probably tells her an old Florida tale about a riding lawnmower that fell over or something, which convinces her to stay. Back on the comet, Travis asks Malcolm if he wants to build a snowman, they make a giant hole, and Travis breaks his knee. And then God plays Don't Break the Ice, the ice-breakingly fun new board game from Milton Bradley with the comet, and they barely escape, but do when the jerk Vulcans whip out their new tractor beams. The Vulcans are rude, Archer grumbles, and I wish I was watching the new episode of Preacher. Yeah, well, you can't. This I is know. what we signed up for. This is what you have to do. It was just, it's just sitting on my, on my TV, waiting. Nope, can't. Get to see a this cool car point. chase. Instead the comic creature. Fucking snowmans. I liked the snowman bit. I actually. did too. The snowman was, uh, the snowman was cute. I like there was a lot of good character stuff and this is actually my good thing. Mm-hmm. I will we'll get into my the the real like the the scene, you know, we mm-hmm. alluded to a minute ago in a sec. But the other thing, the other scene that I really liked was we got a glint like again, we don't really know these guys yet, but we got a little bit of, of Malcolm and Travis on like Travis on his first proper away mission. He said he's only seen snow like three times in his life and Yeah, he grew up in space, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And he's been on colonies or whatever, but it just happened to not be where there's snow. That's never so been to Hoth, and, apparently. And they've they've had they had this whole conversation. We're gonna have a snow snowball fight when we get down there. Uh, you'll see. And then they make a little snowman, and it mm-hmm. is the most adorable thing. Like at one point, Malcolm pulls out his uh, his torch, and it's like, oh, is he gonna melt it? Is it gonna be a dick? And no, he just draws a little smiley face on mm-hmm. it, and it's the cutest thing. I, I really liked it. And then Archer calls from the ship to tell them that snowmen are for losers. Yeah. Hey, guys, don't embarrass us in front of the Vulcans. You, you better get rid of that. You guys having fun down there? Knock it off. The Vulcans are watching. And then they, they go a little racist and put uh, pointy ears on it, because of course. It- and then Archer just steps on the whole thing, just like, oh, excuse me, fucking the goddamn Vulcans are paying attention, watching us. We can't, we can't have fun or look cool or anything. Well, you it's know, just, that's, it's that's their thing. More it's also why Archer made them take off their sunglasses. <laughs> hey, stop well, being And so, made them stop, stop smoking on the so planet. Cool. Yeah, we can't, we can't, uh. We can't let the Vulcans see how cool we are. That's yeah. a, that's a state secret. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this is really your bad thing, right, Matt? That just the whole Vulcan thing. I'm fucking sick of this crap. Okay, I am so fucking. It really like we're eight episodes go- in. You can't be that sick of it. This has been going on since the beginning, and I'm so fed up with it. Vulcans are not assholes. Vulcans are not boring. Stop it. I hate this so much. They are our friends. They came to Earth specifically because they saw there was something worth, like, contacting us. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking just, like, do that and then, like, spend the re- the next hundred years going, like, nah, fucking don't touch anything. You fucking children. Idic. I-D-I-C. It's right there in the fucking Vulcan philosophy. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Something so important I want to get it tattooed on my arm. You celebrate the unlimited diversity of the universe. You are learners and scholars, and emotions or not, you get out there and you fucking explore the universe. I hate so much that you have to act like such condescending pricks to everyone. It makes me so fucking angry. How the hell did someone who writes for Star Trek get them this fucking wrong? I end. mean, I think I think they think it's a clever twist. Like, hey, you thought these were our best friends, but guess what? At the beginning, it was hard. Well, it's I real fucking you, embarrassing. You could 
have us be, um, you know, not best friends and not completely get the Vulcans wrong while you're doing it. Yeah. I'm, look, I, I agree with you. I'm just tr- I'm trying to understand where they're coming from. I like, don't like it at all either. Like, there's a there's 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 a way to have them still be off put by us. Like, God knows that happened on original series every week with Spock and, and Bones. Like, yeah, but the thing with Spock was he was half human and he was ashamed of his human side. Mm-hmm. I feel like not all Vulcans are that harsh about it. Yeah. He was extra self-hating because he saw that in himself and he didn't want to be anything like that. Other Vulcans could probably be completely diplomatic about it. Like the cool thing with Vulcans is like having them have that, like that, uh, like there's no, they don't have that emotional thing, but they still like us. Like there's still that interest in why we do the things we like. Well, most, most recently for us, we had Tuvok. Yeah. Okay. When guys like uh, Tom Paris or Harry Kim would mess with him, he would get irritated. But for the most part, his best friend was a human, and he yeah. was usually pretty cool with human stuff. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Tuvok was that he hated everyone on that ship who wasn't Kate, but... <laughs> well, that's because everyone on that ship who wasn't Kate kind of sucked. <laughs> I mean, is he wrong? I mean, mm. no, you're not... You, you got me there. Until Seven showed up, That's that's all he had. I just... I was ta- I forget who I was talking to on online this week, but fucking get fucking Nimoy or or uh, Tim Russ just in for a day to just be like, okay, no Vulcans are like this. I don't think the problem is the acting so much. I think it's the writing. I think it's oh the no, way the, they're the, no, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah those, those are the actors who like got it. No, I get you. I get what yeah, you're saying, yeah. but I don't think they're going to fix it. I think you need to get Dorothy Fontana or yes. somebody like that. Like, you know, the yes. lady who helped invent them in the first place. Diane, uh, Diane Dwayne. Yes. You can that, get her. Uh, Spock's World book was excellent. Yes. I know at some point they bring in uh, Judith and Garfield Reeve Stevens, who wrote uh, Trek novels. So I know excellent. they're not like. We love those They're guys. not afraid to, to tap the, uh, you know, the, the novelists there. Like, that's not yeah. beneath them to do that. So, yeah. I wonder so if I, they did that for Discovery. Now that there's like that much more books out there. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. Certainly didn't I, tap I, any podcasters. I know that much. <laughs> I still think apparently they didn't get your letter. Yeah, <laughs> I think they got, they got the cameo. One. Just a just a, a non speaking cameo in the background, deep background somewhere. But I, you know, come on, Command on Johnny got to appear in the new X Files. That's only fair, <laughs> Captain. There's some jerk Ferengis here with a radio show they'd like to tell us about. <laughs> uh, Still lays work for me. Uh, just you and the laser whips. I don't fucking love laser whips. We Mass are living laser. in the golden age of laser whips right now. Every big action movie has a laser whip in it, and I love it. Matt's uh, gonna steal Flunk a laser whip. Whatever happened to the laser whip? Laser whip. Wonder Woman has one now. It's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good fucking laser whip. Damn right it is. I don't think it's either laser or whip. I it lights up really good wood, and she whips up people with it. It's a laser. Yeah, she whip. does. She uses it as a whip, but it it's is not, not a laser whip either. like in Doctor Strange or in Ghostbusters. But it's—I would still put it. I'll at very least give it an honorable mention. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Fair enough. Well, if if you can manage to pull yourself away from your, uh, your I don't know if I can on laser whips. We can't. Uh, did did you did you have a good thing for this episode? Uh, my good thing is that. Um, so once we act, find out what's actually going on with her, I like the Topol subplot. Um, she clearly doesn't want to get married. She mm-hmm. loves being in space and doing space shit. 
Uh, when she asks her for advice, she comes up with a million reasons why her husband can't come to Enterprise, but has absolutely nothing for why she should go back to Vulcan. Uh, yep. She doesn't want to do this. She's stressing the fuck out about it, as much as a Vulcan can anyway. And uh, staying on this stinky ship full of loud emotional humans is preferable to this wedding. And the show does all this without explicitly saying so, uh, which mm. makes a nice bit of subtle writing you don't normally see on the Archer Gets Mad show. Yeah. Yeah. That's, how, that is true. How terrible is her husband that she'd rather spend her time in the stink ship with the stink humans? <laughs> with the people who are constantly accusing her of, of horrible things and belittling her people and doing the exact opposite of what she recommends. Yeah, That's but like, I also I don't, don't want to have married, to I'm gonna dance in front of my friends. So, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I, I liked all that. I, I agree with you there. But I don't like Trip did that thing. That, that so many of the humans do, mm. which is, you have arranged marriages, you're nothing like us. Boy, you people suck. Yeah, that's, and, that's uh, fucking dumb. Where if, if I, uh, you, you, you look at marriage logically, then, like, uh, of course they're arranged, if you take yeah. the emotion out of it. I mean, but the, also, it's it's a relic of their past. They've mentioned this before. Some of the weird, brutal customs mm-hmm. from a long time ago are still around in, like, the fighting them to the death thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like That's, it's the, just a tradition thing. It's it's you know left over. Yeah, he mentions at one point is like uh, arranged marriages that went out with slavery. No, it didn't. Uh-huh. It's actually still happening right now, and it's just fine. Just not in fucking Florida. Yeah, is all. <laughs> That's the Flor- only place I know of. Florida mm. man baffled by India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh. Uh, my good thing, and I mentioned this before. Um, there were some particularly cute character moments in this one. We, we yeah. talked about the snowman thing, but I, I'm going to pick the um, Archer answers kids letters scene, which reminded me of like you see actual astronauts do this now on mm. the International Space Station where they either get to Skype or whatever it is they're using up there with, you know, a, a, a classroom full of students or answer their letters or whatever. Like they're recording a bunch of kids asking them questions and it's adorable. Yep. I actually the this the, part of this is my quote because I honestly wanted to use all of it and it went on for like five minutes and I had to. Yeah, bow it's out a really eventually. good scene. When you flush the toilet, where does it go? That sounds like an engineering question. So we'll ask Commander Charles Tucker, our chief engineer. Trip. Pause it, will you? A poop question, sir. Um. But I love this is partly my good thing too. I love this so much. Just them, the having the prequel gives them the opportunity to do more astronaut stuff, and I didn't know how much I wanted to see that until I saw this. Well, you talked about the comet being boring, and I was just thinking, okay, yeah, in a normal Star Trek episode, yes, but right now to these guys, yeah. a comet is this is the really first cool. time we've been able to go up and and poke a comet with and a stick. Touch so, a comet yeah. like while it, yeah, like it, we don't have to wait for it to come to Earth. We can go to it. I love Travis and uh, uh, Malcolm talking about, like, wait, yeah, Travis. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> talking about, <laughs> you ever landed on a comet before? No. Has anyone? I don't know. Like, that's yeah. great. That's the kind yeah, of shit I, I want to see these guys doing. And the thing is, I again, I don't on paper love the prequel concept. I don't think we needed this show. But if you're doing it, I do think it's cool when they when they embrace this stuff, when mm-hmm. they show the humans being super excited to be out here. And this gets old for me after like a season, but for now I like it. Yeah. It makes like sense the, that the for like the first year they're out there, like that they would be doing yeah, all this. The and then you get a little cool. jaded as it goes on. Yeah. 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 
But also, like, uh, all the little things about every, like, these guys are huge celebrities on Earth because mm-hmm. no one has, you know, they're going where no one has gone before. Like, wow. this is a cool thing. No one except you know. for Bruce Willis. Well, well yeah. of course. I, well, I mean, we're, we're, we're skipping around here, but this was my alternate title. I went with Dumb Impact. <laughs> Can't be any dumber than Armageddon. Ugh. I guess that's true. I couldn't come up with a good Armageddon punter. I would have referenced that one. Keep Impact Although was a the, comment uh, anyway, the, so... <laughs> the Aerosmith "Don't Want to Miss a Thing" um, song is basically the same as uh, "Faith of the Heart," so <laughs> basically the same. Song. Also, I can't see Str- uh, Homestar buying Strongbad a bunch of DVDs of Enterprise, right? Yeah, probably not. Why did Strong you buy me this copy of Enterprise? Strong said, "Loves all them Star Treks, though." That's, that's <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> Been a long road getting from there to here. I got faith of the heart. Ugh. Just terrible. I got faith of the heart. <laughs> hey, Swan said, I heard you had faith of the heart. I brought you some angina. <laughs> um, uh, Flunk, what was your bad thing? Um, oh, yeah, so I like the, the re, uh, resolution of the the Paul plot, but the the lead up to it was so fucking boring. To Paul is not a traitor. Stop it! Just stop mm-hmm. it. Vulcans are private people. That's been established with Spock and Tuvok, especially when it comes to their love life. And humans don't trust them yet. I, I get it. But To Paul has proven herself to this crew over and over again to the point where it was just in the last episode. It's time it's, to drop this boring ass subplot. It's like are the they first ever going to drop the boring did. ass subplot? I don't. Remember. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Like, I feel like this is just going to keep coming up and never stop. It feels like a real easy thing to fall back on for some quick drama, you know? And I I called this out in the pilot, and That's actually, what it was. When... Like, like she gets the encrypted email, and they do, like, the close-up on her face with the dramatic music, and like, yeah. she's not a traitor, so why are you wasting my time? No, I, I called this out in the pilot when, I, when they had a nice little arc where she didn't trust them, they didn't trust her, and they came to trust each other. And what I said at the time was, good. Now we're done with this, right? They're not going to keep bringing it up, but wrong. No, they're going to constantly bring it up. Because the pilot had a nice bit there where, okay, maybe our people disagree, but Mm -hmm. we on this ship have come to agree with each other, and we might not like it necessarily, but we respect each other. But then they just hit the reset button because fucking Rick Berman, that's That's why. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Rick. Rick keeps an NES on his desk, so he can always just hit that reset button. (laughs) (sighs) That was was a bit of a reach. (laughs) Sure was. That's fine. We've 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 reached much further in this particular episode, much less uh, on this show. So. <laughs> totally fine. Got to reach. Got to keep them reaching muscles uh, toned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my bad thing. So I, I mentioned this a bit. Trip just being a total like um, you know inconsiderate jerk, just yep. uh, intolerant of of any of her stuff, but also. Before she finally does confide in him, logically, because mm-hmm. he already knows anyway, not because he's her friend. Uh, he keeps interrupting her every 15 seconds with mundane bullshit. She's trying to read a book and he just kept talking, which, Matt, I know that's your favorite thing. I hate that. But I will say this when I saw that note, um, you know, Trip did invite her to sit down with him. Yeah, but she was yeah. busy. She was reading. And it's a small a uh, uh, mess hall. There weren't a lot of places to sit. No, no. The, she was going to go back to her quarters, and he invited her to sit down with him. Like, yeah, I this is what I was talking about before. Time, but like, her no, launch no, this into is the what... book mid conversation. That's her. That's on her. 
This is what I was talking about before. She is diplomatic somewhat. Mm. When they say, come sit, she's not going to say, no, fuck you. She'll say, all right, I'll sit, but I'm still reading. What? Yeah. I got this book but, of Vulcan poetry. But I'm sitting. What do you want from me? Yeah. This is what you asked me to do. This is what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not making waves. I'm doing what you asked. But then he invites himself to her quarters. He just has uh, no yep. sense of personal no. space at all. She invited him to her. She invited him uh, to her quarters. Okay. I just I the, the body language and the the way he just keeps pressing and the way he's just like imposing his, you know, his culture on hers, I just I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like him so far and I want to cuz he seems like he should be decent and charming, but so far he just comes off as dumb hick and I don't like it. Yeah, they. There's really nothing there for a lot of these guys yet. I. No, but the actor seems like he's got potential. I yeah. Just, so far, the character's not doing it for me. I was thinking about this the beginning of the episode. They're passing out uh, the children's drawings along with the uh-huh. children's letters to Santa Claus. Um, right. And there's one. There's one in a Vulcan. And all I can think of is, is to Paul, take one of the children's drawings. It would make you so much more likable. Like you but, would get so much likability just by taking this child, this so, child's okay. drawing. What you're saying is what Trip says. If you act more human, then the humans will like you. Fuck that. It's true. Yeah, they but should be, but they should logically, be the humans were stopped riding her ass all the time if she just takes this dumb stick figure and puts it in her drawer and forgets about it. No, I don't know. I I've lo- been in. I I've been in the, the position she's in a lot. Like I'm not gonna pretend to like a thing just to shut you up. Why don't you pretend to like my thing? That's not what I mean. Mm. I mean, I love the idea of T'Pol looking at a at a child's drawing, going, "Yeah, all right, I'll take this. I like this." But also, the drawings were super insulting because every human is racist against Vulcans. Well, there's like, ah, that. Ah, they had the stink lines <clears throat> and everything. <laughs> ah, just... that's you, Mister Stinky. Kid, please take the bowl off my head. It the fries are very hot. Yeah. <laughs> Just not great. Uh, what else? Uh, I like the um, I like the British Vulcan captain. Yes, he was a very good Vulcan. Mm-hmm. I loved his, his ship. Yeah. Oh, yes, those, the ship I like was the, really I like cool. I like the looking. design of the old school Vulcan ships with mm-hmm. the weird like ring. The, the, the yeah, yeah, that kind of reason, uh, yeah. yeah, the big ring missile. Yep, those things are neat. I legitimately am watching. I'm like, how does it park? And then I'm like, it's in space, Matt. You dumb idiot. <laughs> You've only been watching this show your entire life. Pay attention. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, the Deadly else? Danger at the end was not very good, but it did no, have it the grabo not. arm, so that was nice. I like the grabo arm because they haven't invented uh, yeah. uh, tractor beams yet, but then the Vulcans had tractor beams. Yeah. like, oh, man. Hey, we like your tractor beam. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? See ya. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Like what? You think they're gonna hurt people with a tractor beam? Okay, you could pull whatever. stuff closer to your primitive selves. No one wants that. Yeah, but we already got the grabo arm. Yeah, but now you can do it invisible. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, you just got that nice grabo arm. Don't you want to use it? <laughs> just you install. said it would be your birthday and Christmas present. And now you don't even use it. You just installed it. Go play yep. with your peach tree. <laughs> Uh, Trip had some more stupid southern crap. I like a pecan pie. Last week it was catfish. This week is pecan pie. The catfish really just like, you you guys think up one thing for your characters and it's where they're from. Yeah, exactly. And then just extrapolate from there. It's like Scotty is like, I love scotch and haggis and playing the bagpipes. Yes. They're all like that. I'm from Florida. I love catfish and... 
That's what made Ovarian and Keiko such an interesting couple. Mm -hmm. Racism, alligators, lighting things on fire. Yep. And lawnmowers. Gonna get a lot of lawnmower jokes out of me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) This episode was made in 2001, so he probably also likes hanging chads. (laughs) Florida man ruins election. A lot of Florida men did that, actually. <laughs> Florida women. Actually, too. no. No, excuse me. It was a Florida woman. It was Catherine Harris. I'm still yeah. mad about that. Yeah. Anyway. Catherine Harris? Uh-huh. Yep. Messy TV? What? No. No, it's Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. Oh, no, sir. Understand. That's Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> ah, you can understand my confusion. <laughs> what? The chief of police in Gotham City? No, sir. That's Chief O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> what? You mean the airport in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's O'Hare. Well, you mean All a right. larger type of rabbit? No, that's Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> Why, you mean Captain America's sidekick? Yes, yes, I do. Bucky! <laughs> All right. And speaking of grabo arms, uh, <laughs> anything else about this one? No. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, no. it was good or good enough rather but there was not no. a lot of like plot it was all character stuff mostly it was the interesting I, thing like yeah i and like his show, head, the second half of the episode is just the ship can't get off the comet and then they yeah. figure out how to do it yeah the typical end. deadly danger mm-hmm. yeah. yeah this sh- the more i watch this show the more i like like when the character stuff works and just sort of the more you know, space stuff, like the, the NASA stuff, not the Star Trek stuff, you know? Yeah, you don't have to get into your cookie-cutter Star Trek plots. Just do simpler things and focus on the characters. You know, like, the more I watch, the more I want that. Yeah, and we don't know these characters yet, so give us a chance to get to know them. Yeah, and I'm not liking most of these characters yet. I'm no, trying. I, I really don't like the captain, and I don't like that I don't like the captain. That's, yeah, you know, it's upsetting, right? Yeah, it's really not great. I feel like a man without a country. A man More without a captain. country. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you guys got some alternate titles for us, Flunk? What do you got? Um, what do we have? <sighs> Pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, it was. Uh, is DePaul traitor? No, she is not. Part seven of ninety-seven. <laughs> That's the official <laughs> memory alpha designation. Yeah. It will be in about five minutes. This is, <laughs> this is the uh, this is the DePaul as a traitor arc. Uh, <laughs> part seven of ninety-seven. Flunk. I also like. Have you been kicked off of Memory Alpha yet? No, not yet. <laughs> they did send me an email uh, letting me know that the Canar page has been updated. Don't know why they would do that. <laughs> I also wanted to point out, I was wondering if you were going to say this out loud or not, in your notes, or, or in your good thing, you, you call it the T'Pol sub plot. I kept on writing plot wrong, too, because it was right next to it. Yeah. Uh, I like a good apostrophe joke, though. Who doesn't? Uh, Matt, Speaking you, of, Matt, what do you got for to a, pie? Uh, of course. <laughs> although, although since it's uh, since it's trip and he loves his, you know, it's, it's pie, pie, to, to pie. pie. That's almost there. Yeah, yeah which is like us. Pa. Pie. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So that's all for this time. Next time, we'll probably still hate this, but we'll be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flunk, you got anything you want to promote or tell the people about? or? Um, yeah, the uh, Sycamore Flower Shop and Bar in Crutelli Road in Brooklyn. It's a good bar. You should go there. Cool. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so, Maybe I'll be uh, in the corner. Wanna... What's that? Nothing. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, and if you want to send us email, we haven't mentioned this in a while, postatomicor at gmail. Uh, mm-hmm. We won't be answering mail till our next uh, Between Seasons Still supplemental episode. Still a month or but, two off, but... Uh, yeah, but we always enjoy hearing from the peoples. Yeah. Uh, website is postatomicor.com. Uh, anything else? Remember to like, oh, comment, uh, and shirts. subscribe. Oh, yes, fuck, yeah, shirts. Subscribe. Tell us about shirts. shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we have shirts now, and the link is at postatomichorror.com, so uh, uh, follow that and mm-hmm. uh, get, your, get, your, get your own self a shirt. Yeah, they look fucking great. I, I assume that they do. All the colors of Star Trek. Yep. And black. Also that. The color of all space. Right. So uh, that's all for this time, and yeah. uh, uh, let's see you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2017. Please don't sue us. We're, we're, we're still just doing this.